Hello folks and welcome to another edition of Just Fish Outdoors. I'm your host Dale York and I designed Just Fish Outdoors to focus on lakes and streams and provide information tips and techniques along with how-to segments for catching everything from crappie to catfish. We will also provide tips on equipment, tackle boating, and much, much more. All of this is aimed at helping you catch more fish and have fun doing it. So grab a cup of coffee, a comfortable chair, and that brings us to our special segment. Folks, as I travel around and and meet folks, uh, one of the most often asked questions uh, is, is what's the best rod and reel for a beginning angler or, or, or what kind of rod and reel should I choose for a specific application? Uh, it, it, in today's show, what we're going to try to talk about is, is the three main rod and reel groups, and that would be spin casting, spinning, and casting. And we're going to try to point out some of the advantages and disadvantages and typically what these applications of these specific categories are used for and uh, try to help some people out out there that may be listening that are trying to decide on on which particular rod and reel to purchase, uh, whether they need a spin casting, whether they need a spinning, whether they need a casting. And uh, what I've done, I've brought along today my brother Brian on the show, and we're going to talk about these three different types of, of fishing gear and uh, hopefully help you make some decisions as far as purchasing. Uh, we'll start out with a spin casting gear. Uh, as the name implies, it's kind of a hybrid between spinning and casting. Uh, this type of fishing gear is most common for the beginning angler, and some of its advantages are uh, it's uh, really got a most friendly budget, easiest to cast, requires a minimum experience to operate. Uh, it does have some multi-species applications, uh, some flexibility with different rod uh, selections, and uh, can be used to cast lightweight lures. Uh, to give you a little history on the spin cast, uh, the spin cast reel was first produced back in the 1950s right here in Oklahoma by some of the companies that somebody may know of as Zebco, uh, and, and they've been producing these things right on through present day. Uh, spin cast reel, they've estimated over 40 million of these things sold. So uh, they're a very common reel, uh, and like I said before, they're they're very commonly used for beginning anglers. Uh, don't you agree with that, Brian? Oh yes, definitely. Spin cast reels are are the by far the easiest to use, the easiest to learn to use. Uh, they require virtually no maintenance whatsoever for the angler, which is another plus. You know, wide variety of applications and uses. Uh, you, I mean, you can catch everything from uh, perch to catfish on these things. Yeah, most spin cast reels, uh, you know, one of their limitations is uh, in the size available, how much line they'll hold, and what size line they'll hold. Uh, you know, these things uh, are commonly built and manufactured in a 4 to 12 pound line class. Uh, I've seen some in, in earlier years go up to 15 and 20, but but that's not a common selection. Uh, most models can be either right or left hand retrieve. Uh, there's several different manufacturers to choose from. And, uh, you know, it's probably, like I said, the, one of the lowest price points as far as purchasing fishing equipment that you can get into, uh, this type of reel and rod combination would be my recommendation 
for the beginning angler, uh, wouldn't it also be yours, Brian? Oh, most definitely. Uh, the beginning angler will will discover that uh, not only is it is uh, ease of use and everything else, but you know it's just it's, they're comfortable to fish with for the beginning angler. There's not hardly anything there that'll mess up, tear up, broke break or, or anything else uh they're they're very user friendly uh very very easy to fish with very comfortable to fish with and uh by by far you know when you when you have a day of fishing for a beginning angler where he can have a piece of equipment that uh, doesn't foul on him often or anything like that it just makes it that much more enjoyable yeah and like i said folks you know if, if you or someone you know of is getting into fishing uh these things are are very budget friendly uh you can buy a, a very good quality combination for you know 30 to 40 bucks and that'll include rod reel line and uh, so you have some money left over in your budget to even you know throw some hooks sinkers or whatever else you want to throw in there uh they're very easy to learn to cast their majority of them are push button operation where you push the button make the cast and at the point of release you just release a button and a line goes uh you don't have to worry about backlash or or loops or some of the other problems that you worry about in some of the other classes we'll be talking about this this morning but uh you know at the same time it it does have its limitations uh you know you're not going to see these for uh used in uh, <clears throat> large fish applications or or when you're casting uh heavy lures or in some cases even when you're casting extremely light lures uh it it takes a, a minimum amount of weight to pull the line from the spool these things are often called uh pop cans <laughs> because they have a hole the, the reel is totally enclosed but they have a hole in the end of it that the line goes in and out of and uh you know in some cases they resemble a pop can but uh this is definitely you know don't confuse this some of these reels are pretty high quality uh they'll last you quite a little quite a while uh and, and they'll certainly get you into fishing and grow a little bit with you before you have to worry about making another purchase uh gosh growing up <clears throat> i can remember uh having uh you know dozens of these things laying around our particular uh garage that we used to crappie fish with uh with uh, hook sinkers and corks and I would dare to say these things have probably caught more fish combined than than any other type of reel that uh, that we've used in in modern times. So uh, don't be afraid to look at these, especially in the in, in the beginning for an intro angler. Uh, they have a lot of applications and and uh, they're they're just an excellent way to get someone started. The next segment we'll talk about is we'll talk about spinning reel. You know, it's it's very, very common to, to see spinning reels nowadays. Uh, they have a wide variety of uses. They have a wide variety of sizes and even a wide variety of price points. Uh, you typically see spinning reels in freshwater application anywhere holding 2 pound up to about 20, 30, in some cases even 40 pound line. But uh, that's stretching it a bit. They are very easily classified as a large selection of reels. Uh, they have a, a pretty easy on the budget because they have a lot of price points. There's a, a wide selection of, of lines and line capacities available. Very smooth operation. And this would, these would categor, be categorized on mine 
my list as the second easiest to use. Uh, it requires a minimum amount of experience to operate. They have a lot of multi-species applications, huge flexibility with different rod selections, and uh, can be used to cast very light lures. This is probably classification of reel that will cast the lightest lure of the three main classes we'll talk about today. Uh, what's your thoughts on spinning, Brian? Uh, definitely uh, spinning reels will throw uh, the lightest lures, uh, use the lightest line. These are, as far as I'm concerned, spinning reels, you know, they are wonderful for pan fish, light, light freshwater applications. And, you know, on the far other end of it, uh, you'll find uh, spinning reels that are a very large size. Uh, you'll see see guys running around with them with uh, these big spinning reels sitting on their surf rods, sitting on 10, 12, 14-foot rods. And they use these, of course, you know, for striper fishing. Uh, of course, you know, here, you know, lately uh, there's been a big craze of the spoonbill thing up on Grand River and up in that area. Uh, a lot of guys use these types of reels for that. Uh, but, yes, these are definitely probably have the widest variety of applications as far as line size and rod size and lure size. Yeah, these can be easily identified, folks, because they have a a visible spool that the line is to hold on to. What you have is you have an an orbiting piece around a fixed spool, and uh, that actually wraps the line on the spool. That also creates one of the spinning spinning reels' uh, major downfalls is because the line enters the spool at 90 degrees as far as brute power you don't have as much power with a spinning reel as you would have with a casting reel but like brian says they will throw the lightest lures possible in in many applications and uh gosh you know these things are over 100 years old the design is anyway and uh they just they just keep growing in quality and quantity spinning reels is probably the largest class of reels available on the open market if you walk into a uh, a sporting goods shop probably the vast majority of the reels you're going to look at are spinning reels uh you know there's so much variety out there that that it's just uh there's one to fit every classification and one to fit every uh, situation that you're going to be using. And also, these things are, are very pinpoint accurate. Uh, once you learn to feather your finger up against the spool when you're throwing a lure, you know, it, it's very easy to hit a very small target a long ways away over a period of just learning how to cast the spinning reel. Uh, there are some things that you need to be aware of. Some of the downfalls are you need to be aware of how you put the line on the reel. Uh, there's some ways that you can actually spool the line on the reel that the reel, reel will perform better. And there's actually don'ts, ways that you spool the line on the reel that will actually make the reel perform worse. So you need you need to understand uh, which one you need to look at, how you need to turn that spool, uh, how you how you relieve the line twist. This is the biggest biggest thing that spinning reels have against them is they can create a lot of line twist on the spool, and, boy, that can really cause you problems when you start casting. <clears throat> you can get loops in the spool, loops in the line, and uh, it, it can really ruin your day. So there is a little more maintenance, a little more handling, uh, a little more care and attention uh, involved in operating these reels than there is a casting reel. But uh, at the same time, there there's some huge advantages 
over a spin cast reel as far as light lures, pinpoint accuracy, uh, and uh, just a wide variety of line applications and sizes that uh, that you can purchase these things at. What else you'd like to throw in there, Brian? Oh, well, definitely. Uh, there's, I mean, that has got to be probably the most versatile reel out there that uh, the the uh, fisher person can uh, pick up and learn to use. I uh, you can what you can do with this reel is basically endless. It'll do everything that a spin cast reel will do, and it'll do a lot of things that a bait cast reel can't do. But the the amount of applications, the versatility, as far as I'm concerned, they cannot be beat. They require just a hair bit more to maintain and to use than the, than the spin cast reels. But by far, the advantages of that outweigh the differences by far. Yeah, and and folks, also you can uh, you can go to my website uh, justfish.com, and uh, what I do is I I put videos. I'll put some videos on there to show you how to maintain and care and even how to spool these things up uh recommendations for doing that uh also you know we'll show you the three basic differences in the spin cast spinning and bait casting so you can actually see on a video what what these uh fishing equipment looks like and, and that way you can easily identify it once you walk into any sporting goods store uh you know the the spinning reel like brian said is probably the most versatile of any of the ones that we'll discuss today. Uh, you can actually just, the, the sky's the limit. You can get them to throw, you know, 60th, 80th ounce jigs, or you can get them to throw five ounce bullet sinkers and big, <laughs> long jigs. So uh, <clears throat> it's just a question of, of, of picking the right size, the right matching it to the right rod, and perhaps that's something we'll need to talk about here a little bit. Uh, a spin cast rod, a spinning rod, and a casting rod all match to the three different types of reels that we'll be talking about today. A spin cast rod usually has the second largest diameter eyes, the full length of the rod. A spinning rod usually has the largest diameter eyes all the way through the length of the rod. A casting rod usually has the smallest diameter eyes through the length of the rod. <clears throat> and this is because of the way the line feeds or comes off the reel. Uh, in, in a spin cast, it comes off in, in rings, but the rings are fairly small in diameter, so the eyes don't have to be as large than they do in a spinning reel. A spinning reel, uh, you know, you take the diameter of the spool and the line feeding off that spool is going to give you somewhere in the neighborhood of the range of the of, of the diameter of the spools going through the rod guides. And that's why these eyes have to be bigger. If they weren't as bigger in diameter, they'd actually restrict the line and, i.e., shorten your distance of casting. So that's, that's why you see different size eyes on different rods, uh, and, and you need to match that. Also, uh, it's how the, the uh, uh, reel fits on the rod. You know, a spin cast reel, a center of gravity is slightly above the reel, and the and the reels are the the lo, the guides are facing upwards. On a spinning reel, uh, the center of gravity is further away from the reel, and the and when you're actually fishing a spinning outfit, the eyes are pointing downward or toward the water. So you know, there's there's uh, uh, some things you need to be aware of when selecting this rod and reel combination. Don't put a 
a spinning reel on a casting rod because you're not going to be able to cast very far at all with it. It's that the diameter of those eyes are so small that it's just going to choke your line down where you have no distance. And same thing when you're looking at a spin cast rod. The diameter of the eyes won't be large enough to allow you to cast any distance. So you, you need to match a spinning rod up with a spinning reel, a casting rod with a casting reel, and so on and so forth. Uh, you know, that that's really what you need to look at. The length of the rod will has a lot to do with uh, the distance you cast, the weight of the lure that you can hold, the, the size of the fish, the, um, the power you have on that rod and reel combination. Uh, you know, the rod is actually the working part of of the combination as far as as fighting the fish. The rod's what fights the fish. The reel just holds the line and, and hopefully keeps your line from breaking with the drag mechanism. But the rod's the actual point that does the work. Don't you agree with that, Brian? Yeah. Uh, you know, without, without proper guides, without proper guide spacing and proper guide height, they they just don't work nearly as well, and they're not really designed to function that way. Not only can you will be able to tell this when you're casting, if you actually hook a good fish and get a good bow in the rod, and you've got a you know spinning rod mounted on you know spinning reel mounted on a casting rod, you're going to put a lot of strain on that rod in a direction that it is not designed really to bend that far. Uh, when these when these rods are made, these guides are wrapped on what's known as a spline. The spline denotes the direction of bend of the rod. Yeah, the backbone of the, the rod. The backbone of the rod. And if you've got a reel setting underneath a rod that's meant to bend down instead of up, then, you know, you can run into some serious problems here. <laughs> yeah, you, you can actually torch one of these rods fairly quickly uh, if, if you use it outside its design parameters. So be careful and try and understand how, uh, how, how these things are, are gauged. And, and how they're gauged as far as uh, what weight line you need to put on them, what, uh, what type of reel or rod, uh, all that type of stuff. So, so be careful uh, in, in selecting a rod and reel combination. You really want to try to make it match within some parameters, you know, what you're going to be fishing for, what you're going to be throwing, and how you're going to be throwing it. And that pretty much takes us through spinning gear. Uh, man, there's a lot to discuss in spinning gear. And, folks, you know, send me an email if you don't understand any of this. Or if you want some additional information, feel free. Uh, we answer a lot of emails, and uh, we don't mind a bit. The, th- the third category we're going to talk about is casting gear. Casting gear is very common around the world. Uh, it's extremely common in freshwater applications. This is probably most commonly associated with bass fishing and in and in some respects catfish fishing, you know it it is usually designated as as you have a rotating spool and the rest of the reel is fixed with the exception of the handle. It, it has a lot of power. It, you know it is a winch as far as the power that it's able to produce. It's easily can go up to lines to sixty pound test line. Uh, it's used for large catfish, uh, winching bass out of heavy cover. You know, a lot of different applications. Uh, It has a large selection of reel sizes, very wide price point, very smooth operation, extremely powerful fish fighting ability. This is the reel that if you're going after big fish or fish in heavy cover, 
This is the reel you want to be throwing, folks, because this is a, a, a fishing reel on steroids. It does have the best winching power of anything out there. It, it does have a multi-species application. There are large sizes available that have high-capacity reels, a huge flexibility for different rod selections, and uh, it will probably, if taken care of, uh, last as long, uh, if not longer, than uh, perhaps you're going to be fishing. Uh, some of these reels today are up in the two, three, four, five hundred dollar range, and uh, they have uh, advanced things like ceramic bearings, magnetic braking systems. Uh, they're just endless of way that these things have come about in the last ten years, and uh, this is without a doubt. Uh, the most specialized fishing gear out there. And uh, it, it is really the gear of choice in most applications, for, especially for bass fishermen. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, most definitely. Uh, I mean, you're looking at a reel that's progressed tenfold from what it was back in, uh, you know, even if you go back just as, just, just as far back as the early 80s, look at how far they've come since then. You know, back in the days when we were throwing plain old uh ambassadors you know fun educated and all this good stuff um now we've got now we've got reels that uh you know super stopper and i reverse there's no handle rock <laughs> thank goodness yeah i have many a busted knuckles off of one of them things i mean they do they do everything but catch the fish for you folks i mean they, they're literally a sports car that you got sitting on a rod yeah they, these reels though uh, even though we've come a long way in the last 10, 15 years, as far as advancements in braking system, uh, you know, we've gone from the old mechanical brakes to the magnetic brakes to, to magnetic active brakes. It, it's just, it, you know, it, there's a lot of new things that's been improved on in the last 10 years. Uh, but these reels are still the most difficult to throw and master. Now, I say that, but I also need to say that all you need to do is spend a little time with these things and uh, you can master them quite easily. Uh, it, it, it doesn't take, uh, you know, 20 years of on-the-water experience to master these things. Spend a little money, get you a good reel. Get you one that's got at least three or four or five bearings on it. Buy a name brand. And, uh, you know, these things are really designed not to throw anything lighter than a quarter ounce, especially when you're starting out. You put this reel on a six, six and a half foot medium, medium light rod rated for 17 or 20, and you can throw a quarter ounce lure a long ways with it, with a full spool on the reel. You start getting less than a quarter of an in, a quarter ounce, and that's where some of the trouble start. That's where you can really get into a uh, professional overrun situation <laughs> uh, or, or a nightmare, whatever you want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, whatever it. you want to call it. Uh, you know, it's uh, it, it can it can be a challenge, but at the same time, for the angler who's beginning into it or the angler who wants to take the next step, this is by far the reel you must learn to master in order to have the the best possible chance of pulling a big fish or a fish out of heavy cover. Uh, a spinning reel is not going to do it. Uh, bait, a spin cast reel is not going to do it. This bait casting reel is really what you need. It's the workhorse when you go after the big dogs or when you're fishing heavy cover. I fish Lake Fork quite a bit, and uh, when I go down there and fish, all of my reels are casting reels, and all the reels that I have spooled up, I have spooled up with a braided line. Uh, I night fish 99% of the time down there. I night fish, 
And so I have braided line on all these reels, folks. And I can tell you from personal experience, from the mid-90s, late-90s on, when braided line first hit the market, my fish catching percentage on large fish, and I'm talking fish over nine pounds, went up dramatically by fishing a combination of braided line on these casting spools. Uh, It was very common for me and uh, a buddy of mine I fished down there with to get 20 and 25 busted on a regular occasion. Uh, It it wasn't anything new. Uh, But uh, when we went to the braided line, it's a little different story. Uh, We were able to hog these big fish out of that heavy cover. Like I said, our our fish catching ratio went up dramatically. So so look at these things when you when you're trying to decide what you're trying to fish for, what the conditions are, uh, and as we've talked about in in recent history, these things are are like tools in a toolbox. You know, you need to be able to select the tool that you're going to be used that's most appropriate for the conditions you're going to use it. Uh, Brian. I'm sure that's information that our listeners uh, will enjoy. Thanks for coming on the show. Anytime. And, uh, you know, tell us how you like the show and how we can improve it. Or if you have a suggestion, a topic, let us know, and we'll try to put a show together that will help you out. Uh, We do have some limited advertising space available. If you'd like your products listed on the show, or if you have any suggestions we'd like to know more about Just Fish Outdoors or anything we can help with, just drop us a line at uh, JustFishOutdoors at JustFish.com. Or you can send us uh, a note on Facebook as well at JustFishOutdoors. Folks, get out and enjoy one of the many lakes or streams we are blessed to have. Thanks for listening, and be sure to catch us next week at the same time. This is Dale York, host of Just Fish Outdoors, saying we'll catch you later. Hey, 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 hey.